You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Hey everybody, Aaron Richmond again, back with another exciting episode for you of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. Telephone number for text message contributions, and of course, voicemails. 1-240-681-9869, 1-240-681-9869, Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-6 at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook, Twitter, comment below on YouTube, even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. All right then, well let's get into today's guest. Today's guest uh, comes to us all the way from the other side of the pond, very, very far away today. Uh, hails to us from South Africa, our first ever South African here on Aaron's Opinion, or at least I think it is, um, and we are really glad to have him. He is one of the one of the directors and one of the leaders of One One Vision Media, and he's very influential in the uh, Zollywood series that I've been mentioning a lot on these recordings. Um, with the voice acting and, and the different audio dramas that he puts together. Anyway, um, I, well, I mean, I have, um, actually, I have his CV, but I'm just thinking, um, hmm. yeah, guys, I think I'm going to try, you know what, I think either I'm going to try to put his CV, uh, I think I'm going to actually copy, now that I think of it, I think I can do this for you guys. I think I'm going to try to copy in his CV into the description so you can learn about him. But he um, he goes by Dollar Bill. Everybody around the world knows knows him as Dollar Bill. Um, and he, well, he'll tell you about it in a minute when I put him on. But he basically became blind um, through an accident, um, a very, very sick prank, and a very... Um, in a sense, relatable prank. Um, I'm not surprised that people did this to him. Um, it's very, I'm very sorry to have to say that, but it, it was very concerning, but also not remotely surprising. Um, he was a, Dollar Bill was a, uh, a rugby player in high school. Rugby, um, for Americans who don't really know what it is, it's a very violent, extraordinarily violent sport, very similar to what would become American football. Um, in some ways, and he played that sport in high school, and basically uh, the opposing team thought it would be funny to pour some sort of a chemical solution in the sink, Um, and he explains it better, Um, and he has a beautiful, beautiful way of speaking with his beautiful South African English. I just loved hearing him talk. Um, So he'll explain his whole story, his whole vision loss, and then all the different projects he has come to work on over the years. Um, he's actually younger than me. He's 28 and I'm 30, which kind of surprised me uh, when you hear his, his beautiful and wise voice and the way he speaks about these different issues. It's really, really good to hear from someone uh, like Dollar Bill. Um, a bit of a disclaimer. Um, Dollar Bill in this one, he, I'm just going to let him talk. So he basically... He'll basically speak to you basically in a monologue setting here for about 30 or 40 minutes. Around the 47th minute, so around 47 minutes, we actually lose the connection. Um, and because of that, we had to, I had to 
continue the interview over WhatsApp, basically sending WhatsApps back and forth. So I'm going to copy in. And again, I think I can do that for you guys too. I think I can put the WhatsApp audio that he and I had a little discussion at the end um, into the audio. So, well, you'll notice it a little bit because the audio will kind of shift around. But anyway, that's what's going on with this one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get his CV for you guys and see if I can put copy and paste his, his information. He's at a very, he's had a very, very, very fascinating life. So let's call this episode, Bill gave me a dollar as in a play on dollar bill, right? Okay. Well, to welcome, let's get ready to welcome Aaron, Aaron's opinions. First ever guest from South Africa. Uh, you could be listening to this podcast anywhere or any time all over the world, and I hope we'll have now an audience in South Africa. Um, but of course, if you're listening on the radio side, it's Thursday. It's 12 o'clock. It's time for Aaron's opinion on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. One. Well, where shall we begin? Dollar Bill, welcome to Aaron's Opinion. You are officially the first South African to ever join me here at Aaron's Opinion. I am truly, truly inspired and truly excited to learn from you and learn with you and to help you, of course. Yeah, I've had guests from other, other countries all over the continent of Africa, but you are the first from South Africa. So... Someone who has never seen any of your content creation or the work that you've been doing in the community, who is Dollar Bill? Let's just start from the top and let the conversation unfold. Who's Dollar Bill? All right. Uh, first of all, I just want to appreciate the, the honor and pleasure to actually be part of uh, the podcast, to be part of Aaron's opinion this is so amazing for me and you are always uh, always welcome here always welcome I, I, i'm 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 really really amazed and uh it's even more special that i'm actually the first one from south africa but anyways uh who is dollar bill so dollar bill is basically sierra debe from uh um it's actually sierra debe but it's written with an r so it's a uh, can it could be read sierra debe so that's dollar bill from south africa uh, born in KZN, that's Durban. Yeah, and uh, grew up basically. Yeah, it's a South African African guy from South Africa uh, who's currently living with visual impairment of blindness. Yeah, the three dollar bill. All right, all right. And so um, I was born blind. I was born with glaucoma, as I told you over WhatsApp, I'm 30 years old, but maybe we have new new viewers. So it's always never hurts to repeat it a little bit. So how did you become blind? Uh, basically, uh, what, what happened, I actually suffered a chemical burn uh, that was uh, during my high school years. And uh, uh, prior to that, I was uh, playing rugby. I was a rugby player for from primary and then uh, as time uh, went by, you know, sports can can have some weird pranks, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this prank that uh, you know was I think it was supposed to be a prank or whatever it was, but it, it left me without sight. So basically, what happened is uh, uh, the the school that we were in the same tournament with, 
um, we had a, a home game and away game, but this time we started with an away game, which was at that particular school stadium, and they were going to also come and play at our stadium. Uh, uh, because of the fact that I'm the cap- I was the captain at the time of my squad, what they actually did is uh, in uh, our some sort of like locker rooms or change rooms where we change, uh, they put uh, some sort of sodium chemical in the basin. And uh, they could even know which basin I, I was going to use because uh, at the time, there's certain ways you do things. And my bag was directly under the, the basin. That means I'm going to be using that that particular stuff. So they put the chemical there and it was after the match we had with them. So they, they just assumed it was going to injure me uh, maybe and take me out of the tournament, and it, that'll be it. They'll, and then, if you in a month or weeks, I'll be, I'll be okay. And little do they know that it was more like a permanent injury. So um, after the game, the match, I really felt strange. We won the game, but I felt really strange, very tired, uh, quite a lot. Uh, just I was very confused, and everything is, it, you know, I, I just I was not okay. And uh, the strangest thing I can I can tell you might be uh, a little bit hard for you to believe, like, but my hair was just acting up. Um, yeah, so I just told the guys, everybody was happy, and they're like, cheering me because I, I scored most of the tries on the day. And but I was just not okay. I said, oh, guys, as they were still in the field, I was like, okay, let me just go refresh myself and then get home. So. As soon as I got in there, I saw these boys following me, the, the same boys from the other school. But at the time, I just thought, I, I, I didn't, because I just wanted to get home. So I didn't care where, where there are people following me. And I got in there, I opened the, the, the tap. And when I opened the tap, I saw there was something in the basin. I just didn't care what it was. Just wanted to drink water, wash my face, and then change and, and leave. So... I started seeing like small bubbles coming on in whatever coming out of whatever was in the basin. Uh, but uh, before I could even process like what's going on, what's, what's this thing, and what why what, what's the bubbles it just exploded, and uh, the explosion was so severe it uh, it took me off my feet. I was bending uh, on the basin, uh, or oh, maybe a sink. Uh, it, and then when the thing exploded, I felt, I, I just, what I, I remember, I was just on my back. And then this is me trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, my ears were ringing. I'm trying to understand. I cannot see, you know, all of, and I'm, I'm starting to scratch my eyes and my eyes were feeling weird. And there's this burn, like smell of like wires or whatever, something is seriously burning. And uh, then I then realized, uh, okay, I'm, I'm on the floor. I, honestly, I tried screaming, and but now, because I, I, now my, my mind couldn't process everything at once, what's, what's going on? One second I could see, now I can't, and there's something blew up, what was that? And what's going on? Uh, and then I, I, I got myself up and I tried to remember and trace my steps as to how I entered there. Because I, I felt like, you know what, 
I'm going to die because I, I had, uh, you know, very, very severe headache, a very, very severe headache. My ears were ringing. I couldn't hear in one ear at the time. And, uh, and that's when I tried retracing my steps. And as I walked out, uh, I could imagine that because I, I then bumped into someone and I, I held their arm and I, I asked that they take me to my coach. But I can imagine that it was the very same people who were following me, which uh, later on we found out it was the same people who put the chemical there, who put that sodium-like acid thing there. Uh, yeah, so I asked them to take me to, to, to my coach. And then uh, they did. Uh, um, it was just a sad afternoon. And, they, and then the coach took me to the hospital. Luckily, the hospital that uh, the coach took me to, it's the same hospital that which my mom worked as a matron at. So when I got there, they immediately called her and everybody was there trying to calm me down, trying to help me. And, uh, and they, uh, it's a local hospital. So, and it's, it was a public a local hospital. So and my mom says, no, I'm tra let's transfer him to uh to a private hospital. So I immediately uh, I was taken with the helicopter because I'm told that I collapsed because of pain. And um, uh, I was unconscious. What I do remember what happened after it's, uh, I, I, was, I was told that I, was, I, went, I underwent in which called this a surgery uh, at uh, Wachland Medical Clinic. Um, Auckland Medi Clinic immediately when I got there, they, they performed an emergency surgery trying to stop the chemical from going to the brain. Um, so yeah, they, they were successful in that, but then uh, the eye department or the, the sight department was seriously, seriously wounded. Yeah, so basically that's how I started being blind. After that, it was just surgery after surgery, doctors after different doctors and hospitals going from that hospital to that, any treatment that is suggested, we went for it. Uh, the long and short of the story, um, I've been around and uh, I've been around with, uh, you know, chasing after sight. Then I eventually enrolled because life and academics and time was moving. So uh, I, I was enrolled in a, school for blind people. Um, it's called a special school in South Africa. So I was enrolled in what uh, South, Af South Africa is called South Africa. In South Africa, they called, referred them to a special school that is called Arthur Blackson in Peter Maritzburg. Yeah. So I went there. Uh, and uh, as uh, while I was still there, I was still undergoing surgeries, going to different hospitals and flying abroad, coming back. And uh, I remember re just regaining a bit of sight. Uh, it was not 100%, but it was sight nonetheless. And uh, it was an invention at the time because uh, my doctor said, uh, what I want to do to you, no one in Africa has been done. There's actually uh, three people who has done it and there's three doctors who can do it. So I'm going to go and watch them as they perform it. 
uh, and and see if I cannot do it on you. And, and then he went. A couple of months later, he contacts me. He says, "Okay, I'm ready if you are." And then he tried it. It was uh, at the time called the character prosthesis, um, where they use some artificial something as well, together with something. Uh, I think it was an artificial cornea or something, and uh, and whatever they put in there, which formed then creates a window for sight to, for for light to go in. So as much light as you can get in, it's as much light as you can get out. So it is a character prosthesis. And uh, uh, that was perhaps my uh, 24th uh, or 20, yeah, 24th surgery. So I got a bit of sight and uh, with a boost of eyeglasses just to boost it or contact lens, it then just, it was reasonable. I was told that I could function also in a mainstream community. So I left at the Black Soul. I then joined, um, uh, Michael House. Michael House. When I went to Michael House, then I started uh, developing also uh, my music side because uh, uh, there was a lot of music uh, music activities there. So yeah, I got into a little bit of musical instruments, and uh, from there, uh, I went to study at London School of Economics. Um, to go and do some business studies. When I got there, uh, it was not even a, a complete year well, whilst I was there. Then the character prestasis rejected. Um, when it rejected, I had to come back home and I was very, very depressed. And uh, it was during the time when my parents now wanted to know, so what do we do now? What would you have us to do now? Uh, do should we go back to doctors? I'm like, I'm tired of doctors. Uh, I'm really tired because when I came back, I, I had to go back to, to to do another surgery just to clean up some of the stuff that was inside. Yeah. And I said, no, I can do one last one. And if I don't want a series of surgeries, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I went to my 26th op operation at uh, Eye Institute in Pretoria. So they tried and uh, didn't work out. So I told, I told my family that, okay, uh, maybe we can start looking at uh, gadgets and stuff, which will then make my life as a person living uh, with blindness a bit uh, accessible. So we then did a little research. We found that there's some calls, an organization called South African National Council for the Blind. So, um, when we got uh, the South African National Council for the Blind, we got there. We found out uh, they we were there actually to to their resource center. We were there to to check out some of the the gadgets and items which was uh, which were being sold there. And then we discovered there's a college, and I also discovered there were uh, what you call this business studies there. And I was very very interested in that. Like, hey, uh, and they asked me, don't you want to enroll? I was like, yeah, I'd like to. And uh, yeah, and I enrolled there um, and I got to meet a whole lot of blind people who were very independent. I did my business studies. So while, while I was busy with business studies there, I also then registered for a bro, uh, what you call this, um, a stockbroker license. Uh, that, that it was in Trade for Africa organization. 
uh, ACM gold. So I did uh, both the studies and up to my college in ACM gold trade for Africa. And uh, once I was done with both studies, then I started uh, exploring options in stock markets, uh, looking at uh, different things that I can do. And, uh, and thanking God for the times that we live in, that there are softwares that we can use to just, you know, work out certain things. You know. So it was very, very nice. Uh, enjoyed all of that period. And uh, I could see the returns. And uh, this was 2015. Then 2016, uh, what, what happened in 2016? Okay, the, the greatest thing happened in 2016. I actually bought my first car. And uh, it, it is a Dodge, and I was very, very excited for that. And uh, I really felt more alive than I was, even when I could see. So everything was just coming into play. 2017, then I, I put together, registered a system, a an investment system. Uh, yeah, it, and then it started working out. I actually started 2016, late 2016. So. Uh, 2017, then I went back because I've always had this thing of uh, wanting to help people out and uh, seeing uh, what what we can do and grow together. So I went back home uh, to some of my homeboys whom we used to play rugby with and stuff. Some of them were unemployed at the time and they they were done studying and stuff. I'm like, hey, uh, come stay with me. Come, I show you what I'm busy with and you can see how we can put what we know and, and we, we can, you know, work this thing up. And yeah, so I got a couple of boys, say about six of them. They came and stayed with me. I ended up having another apartment to let them stay in the other apartment that I owned. Um, and then from there, uh, that carried out. So I did a lot of traveling. So I also wanted to to, to, to invest in live stocks. So while I was still busy exploring that, trying to find land and doing a lot of things as well, uh, considering the fact that uh, at that time I was even young, I forgot to actually even mention my age when I was speaking uh, about myself. So yeah, this year I'm 28. So at the time when all this was happening, I was about 23, 22, 23, 24. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it, life was just flowing for me. I, I just enjoyed all of that. So exper experimenting with quite a lot of things, uh, drinking as well, was amongst the things that I just enjoyed doing, going out, hanging out with friends and, and all of that. And uh, and because of, uh, I believe I was, I was slightly younger than how I am now, um, I was a bit careless with a lot of things and uh, which led to, uh, some of the very people that I tried helping and pulling them out started sabotaging me. I didn't see it until it was very late. But during the time where I was uh, not aware and stuff, I was busy uh, as trying to get into stock, uh, what you call this, live stocks and, and all that. I, I then started uh, to, to sponsor this other girl who who this other lady actually who, who was putting together a girls club she had a girls club but uh, it didn't have enough funding and i knew it didn't have funding at all so i knew that it would be hard for her to get 
funding and she has real real programs and and uh development program that is for for young girls so i was like okay i'll, I'll support you i sponsored that and i also sponsored the uh there's a high school back home uh, it's a public school i sponsored their netball team because they qualified to to go to contest at another league but they just didn't have the finances not everybody could pay for for transportation to get there if in uh, accommodation so i helped fund that uh, put together some money to to get everybody to get there and and for them to compete and which then inspired me to actually start uh, a netball team a, a netball league sorry a league like a tournament so to say sorry uh, a, a tournament and then i put some money there so i felt like it kept the, these teenage girls busy and um they have something to look forward to and work towards so i did all of that and uh um there was this also other person who had an after school program for young kids i also sponsored her um with some material and stuff that uh, that will help her uh do her job efficiently and uh, all this was happening during between yeah, the yeah, 2016 2017 2018 so late 2018 i started seeing my finances that you know what no uh everything which is is coming in it's immediately coming out and uh without even my authorization so uh, I started paying attention more and I realized that, uh, okay, uh, my very team is the same one who were doing uh, such sabotage. And I in, in, inquired, inquired with them or communicated with them. Uh, everyone pointed everyone, so you could never know. So the best thing I could do, I had to pay everybody out and then just close everything. Told myself I'm gonna start from scratch. It was a very, hard and, and painful process for me to go through beginning of 2019. So uh, 2019 uh, was called to participate in, in YALI. YALI is Young African Leaders Initiative, which was started by Barack Obama in Africa. Uh, I was there on cohort 17, uh, 2019. So we uh, underwent that uh, course and as the only person living with visual impairment amongst all the sighted people there, it was quite an experience. And uh, um, yeah, it was, it was quite an encounter. I met a lot of amazing people. We, we developed uh, relationships and bonds and connections that even some of them we still work with together all around Africa. Uh, and then after afterwards, uh, okay, I, I think I was also recognized as a public speaker during that period, and uh, I was invited to to speak in different places after I came out of like Iali. Um, I was invited to do. There was a launch of uh, Grace Outreach Ministry South Africa. I was there to speak. I spoke on AIDS Day as well. Uh, and I also spoke at Faith and Power, that was 2019. So I did a lot of public speaking. I was invited to motivate uh, in Blind Essay. Uh, so quite, quite a, a number of uh, places that I was actually called to do. And also, oh, on, on different types of radio stations, I was actually invited to come and, and, and just speak to, to youth 
and and also in faith gatherings and this all happened in 2019 and uh, this is something i'm forgetting all right then 2020 then 2020 i was called to be part of um uh men moving mountain beginning of 20 uh 2020 i was called to be part of uh, the directorship of Men Moving Mountain, um, focusing mainly on the inclusive education sector of it. And uh, that was 2020, which, uh, uh, which, uh, which um, my, uh, Men Moving Mountain has just achieved, achieved quite a lot during its uh, uh, time with me being there. And uh, during the course of the year, I was also elected to be now the uh, chairperson of OVM, which is One Vision Media, uh, which focuses on the talents and gifts of persons living with visual impairment, uh, from the music and art, uh, holistic development, and uh, other disciplines and, and other things. Um, yeah, I was involved also financial education, yeah, we're in OVM, we have aesthetic music. Um, we also have friends with aesthetic music, obviously it's, it's self-explanatory, it's about music. And then we also have uh, friends with better benefits, which is a more of a business and financial group where uh, it, it teaches and uh, empowers people in leadership, how to start a business and how to manage your finances and all that uh, using uh, tried and tested methodologies and networking and opportunities which are there and uh, yeah there's quite a lot and then after that we also have Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist is another platform that focuses on the uh, the media side of things uh, or the publication side of things so where we we come as visual impairment speaking about what what we what's going on and from where we are yeah, so it's about mostly media and, and publications and getting news. Uh, that's what we focus on in Zeitgeist. And then we also have uh, uh, Kingship. With Kingship, it's two platforms that we have there, uh, which the first one is Woman to Woman, which uh, it's a platform for only women. It caters for women, all the programming, it's, it's spe specifically for women. And then we also have uh, mischievous man, uh, although the, the title is, is it's a bit scratchy, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it then focuses on things pertaining to men, young men, uh, middle aged men, and older men, where we exchange information, we teach each other, we support each other. These things serve as strong support group which, within the disability sector, and uh, from kingship, we also have. Uh, Nevena, which uh, Nevena is or could be a fifth platform, which is focuses on, focuses on the holistic development, like the spirit, uh, mind, and body uh, content, which is being served. It's it's of uh, spiritual spiritual nature, uh, food for thought, and and stuff which you can do to empower yourself physically. Yeah, and then we also have uh, the 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 Zollywood, which I uh, uh, established this past December. Uh, Zollywood is the 
is uh, the group which uh, focuses on the advocating actually the purpose for Zollywood is to advocate uh, for persons living with disability in the entertainment, particularly film and, uh, and television uh, ministry or, or industry. So yeah, what do we do there? We, we workshop, we train, we give uh, persons living with special needs some, some, some experience and so that we give them content to, to prove that it can be done, it will be done, it need to be done and we do that. So we started a drama series. I, I, in fact, I started a drama series uh, titled, um, I Never Saw It Coming, it has 12th episode. Um, we've completed our 12th episode about a couple of weeks ago, um, which you can also check out on YouTube. I Never Saw It Coming. It's that's an audio drama series and I promise you, you'll enjoy it. There's nothing about it that it says it's created by persons with visual, with visual impairment because uh, you can actually see the development and the, the improving uh, skills, this, how skills are more developed and, and uh, they're empowered and sharpened as, as with every episode. Uh, that's very motivational for me even when I listen to it. Uh, so that's what we've been able to, to, to accomplish right now. We're working on our second drama series, although the season of the first drama series is still coming up. And uh, what we've been able to accomplish with uh, Zollyhood is um, they, these persons who are part of uh, I Never Saw It Coming, they were able to produce uh, that to, to, to to other production house like i i can do this and they're like no how, how can you do this like listen to this and the production house was very very impressed and took them in to act in one of the roles and that's what i love because now this can actually they can even put in their cvs they can actually produce it anywhere because this is concrete proof that it can uh, it can be done they can do it so there's some of the so couple of success stories about what we've been able to do and the most magnificent part of all is that uh, it's done from person different places around the world, uh, not only in Africa. People, we have people in India, we got people in in the States, we got people in Caribbean, and uh, some uh, someone in Nauru. We just have people all over. It's uh, just an amazing experience. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th this is a long and short of uh, activities that Sia Dalabira Deb has been part of. It was a perfect answer. I, you know, I, I absolutely I love your personality. I love your spirit, man. You know, um, I love guests that where I just ask one question and they just basically talk and, and educate my audience about their entire life, which is what you just did. Thanks for that clarification. Now we know who no, dollar. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I really appreciate you telling your whole story and getting giving all the details and talking for as long as you want. That's, you know, that's something that I love about podcasting, the ability that I have to to help you to share your story with people who who might need to hear that story, you know, like, say, say, Dollar Bill, like, what if there's another some other guy, I don't know. In, in the States or, or in Switzerland or, or South Korea. And he just, that person just burnt their eyes or something like that. You know, I know it yeah. was hard for you to share the story. And I could tell that as yeah. you were walking through this, 
I, I can tell that you were you were a little nervous when you were talking to me at first. You had to get used to it. You were you were breathing a little heavy there. A little you were you were a little nervous and a little emotional as you were telling the story, and I appreciate it. But I think that I, I know it was hard for you to go back to that and to visit the to, you know visit the locker room and and you know visit yeah. the visit the base. And I I, res- I tremendously respect you for going back there mentally because that could have you know you never know that could have just helped a lot of people because unfortunately what happened to you can happen has happened to a lot of people even in the states yeah. um in very you know in very different ways but a lot of people suffer yeah. chemical burns um to their eyes and i think what you said is very true that sometimes in life um you just have to have the strength to accept things and just go about your business and the fact is if the and i i am not a doctor but i've had many surgeries to my eyes and i do know that when you know the the eye dollar bill, as we we know, is is an amazingly sensitive, ridiculously sensitive part of our body, and we're just discovering yeah. today how you know sensitive our eyes are to these to these surgeries. It's a tremendous trauma. So yeah. who who knows? But you know what? the The fact is, now you're blind. You love life, and you're successful. And that's you know that's really all that matters. And yeah, I certainly have been listening. To I never saw it coming. The first the first episode, I gave it a play. So, uh, to 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 clarify, and of course to clarify for the listener, and to clarify for myself, just to make sure I remember I remember where where I've left off or what I've said or haven't said. So I yeah. I heard about you through through the others, you know, Zollywood group, and through Gavin yeah. and and all of those yeah. wonderful people from from Jamaica and the Caribbean, and yeah. they were on my podcast. And th- this is the art of content creation: is that you end up connecting the entire world and, and, and it just it just fascinates yeah. me you know I, yeah. I I could tell you this I could tell you this off the air but I I, I wanna I I would like to have the conversation with you because some some other people in the community tell me that I have a very interesting way of talking I'm a great speaker so yeah you know how do you see or do you see any thing that I could do for I never saw it coming or your productions? Um, and the, in the Zollywood, because you know, one of my one of my secret dreams as a podcaster, YouTuber, teacher, you know, I might secretly want to be a would be an actor and to get into something like this. So, <laughs> you know, what what what's what's this role? And I'm I'm mentioning it because uh, someone someone said that I would be that there's a role for me. There's a secret role that we have to we have to I have to kind of squeeze it out of you. But there's a role where they need someone to be a reporter in one of the episodes. So what's what's going on with that? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you're very you're very amused by that the way I yeah kind of, I'm really, really I'll, just, I'll just let you I'll just let you tell you tell about your life and then I'll and then I'll get a I'll get an acting role out of this. Okay, so now back back to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, I haven't spoken to you uh, for for long, but in in the occasion that I've spoken to you, I've actually identify your. Uh, ability of speaking and uh, just uh, not not uh, yeah, there's certain gifts which I I uh, name such things as a mouth gift which is what I see that you do have and uh, not only how you articulate but uh, 
how you even sound when when you giving you giving a message and and it's it's equally important as the message itself and the way you also put out the message and I, i've actually seen the quality in that when you do it so uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt we can say there is more than enough room uh for for you there and uh we 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 do we are in the uh, dire need for a journalist in, in Zollyhood. It could be so amazing to actually have you as one of the <laughs> It was so, so well, amazing. I, I, I am so honored. It's so, it's so sweet of you. That's so, so touching. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm always here to help. So for, for other people, you know, who are yeah. listening all over the world, but they aren't you know, there there are some people that are genuinely interested, but other a lot of people have this fascination. So exactly how how is this voice acting, especially with Zollyhood? How is it organized? Basically, for the listeners who don't know a lot about it, can you engineer for us um, how it all works from a you know the A to Z? Mm, sure, that 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 can. Uh, let's say sure. that let's say that someone. So okay. So for example, how do you yeah. distribute the lines, the scripts? How do people know what roles they have? You know, uh, it, we we work according to your preference. And uh, what is it? How do you prefer? Do you prefer a script being written to you, or do you prefer it being said to you? And some uh, when when it's said in a sense on a call, or or do you prefer a voice note or an, an audio? And uh, uh, the same way also when we are acting this out uh, for those who are comfortable for us to 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 to, to have the um, to act it out on Skype we do that we record on Skype and for those who prefer voice notes we, we, we you know we do that because now with, with Skype uh, the beauty is that we can talk like me and you are talking right now. So uh, we, we can talk at the same time. We can laugh at the same time and stuff. But with voice note is a different case scenario. You understand what I'm saying? We need to take turns. But now, like I said, these are the most interesting times to be alive. So uh, there are softwares where we can put another audio on top of another audio and choosing which part should be on top of each part. And so we use different type of softwares and, and, uh, applications to 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 be able to to achieve that so that's how we distribute script and and stuff i i i write the entire uh series and then we break it down into into episodes and then we break it down into into scenes and then we distribute the scenes and that's how we work it out that's really fascinating. So basically, you work as a team globally, just sitting down over a recording over Zoom or sending the voice notes back and forth until yeah. until you have it until you have it together. So, for instance, can, some can can I shock you? Uh, <laughs> I, well, I've heard I've heard everything from uh, every <laughs> continent. So uh, try yeah. me. I'm sure I'm sure you can try <laughs> to shock me. I'm just saying. Episode 12 consisted of 1,494 voice notes. Wow. It was more than an hour long. That's putting to all those uh, voice notes had to be put together to form one big episode because our average episode from episode one to, to, to 11, they go about 20, 25 minutes long. But when we did episode 12, we wanted to really make it special. So we call it the big one. So the big one, it went a little over an hour and of many, 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 many voice notes. And we had to trim them to actually uh, 
uh, you know, yeah, but you guys listen to it. I promise you, it's, it's the best work we have done yet. And uh, it was just amazing. You, you know, uh, I, I don't take anything from the other ones, but, uh, you know, it, it had something really, really special. We threw everything in there. It was very, very special. It's so good. Yeah, I, lo I love sending in audio messages. I, I was talking to another content creator. Th th this will shock you. This will shock you. I was yeah. sending I was sending messages that were like 20 and 30 minutes long to this just to one yeah. other person. So I'm very comfortable sending yeah. audio audio content, you know, back and forth, whether yeah. I record it here on my computer and then send it back yeah. to you. And then, you know, you guys pass it off to editing and it gets put in there, you know, but that's that's a really that's a really great way of doing it because yeah. you're you're giving you're giving this opportunity to so many other people who maybe aren't teachers or podcasters or content creators like me uh, you know people who you 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 can give this opportunity these opportunities to people who otherwise would never have the experience of acting in their life and that's so good in their life and that's so beneficial that's so that's really um you know that that's really that's really important and a tremendous service to well, yeah, yeah, and it, it also uh, goes um, for for me. It also goes with uh, a lot of critical thinking when you're coming to life, uh, because when you when you think very deeply uh, about life and think about yourself, uh, I don't know how you feel, but personally, uh, after all that I've been through, and it's not even about that. When I just thought about my life, I realized that you know. Um, whatever I'm at the receiving end of, it's uh, because of what has been done in previous generations. And what my responsibility is uh, to do, it's to do something that will benefit the, 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 about a generation or two to come. The, 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 the quality of life and what will be happening at that time, if doors are going to be closed or open, it's also depending on the decisions I took during my lifetime. So it's it, once you start looking at, at life in that particular way, that uh, it, our life is not necessarily our own. You understand? We, we, we li we're living the life or we, our reality is a dream of uh, uh, our forefathers. And... Uh, uh, what you call our dreams is going to be lived out by our wildest imaginations and one wildest fantasies are going to be uh, lived by uh, the you know our grandchildren and those who come after us, and uh, it's always I, I don't want to live any stone unturned. If there's a problem, let's find a solution to it so that uh, it doesn't become a problem to the next one. I, I always make uh, this example. Uh, there's many. Uh, uh, kids who were born maybe 2010 or some 2005 and and they're using phones they're using smartphones and and all of that I, i'm i i'd say this although i'm 28 but i was born at a period where something called a smartphone was not there the color screen phone was not there the touch screen phone was not there a camera phone was not there so uh seeing how life changed and all of a sudden now it's like a normal thing like yeah. a, a smartphone it's you, you you get where i'm coming from uh i remember growing up and talked about whoa here's another one <laughs> phones were not even didn't vibrate because <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember my parents uh when they bought the the, the first uh 
phone that would vibrate. It says Nokia 3310. I think it was sometime year 2000. Like I could, it, it, it was in my mind. I was trying to figure out what is in this phone that makes which wires, you know, click and then the phone starts shaking like that. Do you understand? Uh, but uh, there's people who never saw that. And there are people who who lives and experienced that as though it's just a normal thing. Yeah. So certain doors had to be kicked down, certain boundaries have to be had to be broken. You understand for for the type of uh, a reality we're seeing now. But as much as that is true, this is also true that there are certain doors which are closed, there are certain doors which are locked, and uh, no, it's they're not going to open themselves. And if we don't uh, open them, the next generation will also find them closed. So um, it falls to us to do something about them. They, even our previous uh, generations, they didn't really open all doors. We are also uh, facing certain challenges that they could have confronted and they did not. You understand? Likewise, we also have uh, uh, stuff which we're not confronting which will be also faced uh, a, a problematic to the coming generations. So um, once I had that little epiphany, then uh, I just dedicated my life, uh, not to myself, uh, but to everyone who comes after me and uh, seizing you know, every problem, like it's the greatest opportunity ever and trying to see uh, how do we then make it, because it's only impossible until you try. You see, yeah. so yeah. That, that yeah. Has, yeah, that has been my perspective on things and, and, even it's, on a problem. It's and it's true, it's true. Yeah. yeah, no, you're 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 bringing up a lot of wisdom that that our generations need, need to listen to this episode when it comes out and you're you could not be more more correct back to I never saw it coming and the characters. So if you, you're hundred percent right, I just want to cover all of the material. So, okay. you know, you're the, you're the author, you're the, you're the screenwriter of it. So how do yeah. you come, how do you come up with some of these names for these people? Just out of imagination? Are they exaggerations of people you've met in your life? Are they minimalizations of horrible people that you met in your life? Where do these people come from? Uh... <sighs> Uh, for me, I think also my personality helps quite a lot because uh, I, I just like an entertainment. I like laughing. That will also depend on the character we are trying to develop. But then if we are coming up, uh, it's a certain, like I can say I've, I've actually uh, titled or named 80% of the characters, but 20% have also given them the freedom to just uh, title or name themselves. And... Um, uh, uh, but for me, like, depending on, on uh, uh, a, a character, sometimes I just think of the craziest thing. I'm like, uh, if we're talking about such and such a character, what could their name be? And, uh, uh, and hello, I am here, yeah, so, uh Basically, you, 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 that then. Leads me to think, uh, leads me to, to know which character by name. Uh, I, I thought, we even think about the type of house you might live in, the door, how does the door sound? Because I remember you laughing about it, like, 
uh, I'm supposing he stays in a cave and he's down. <laughs> he's a cracky type of dog. So there's many, many things and it'd it be. One hello five two P C J C M Lewis Q two underscore one zero one S A A A A D F P D M Rib two L K U two H H C M D F N T E two M G equals equals has left the meeting. So, Dollar Bill, I wanted to take this time and thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, joining me today on Aaron's Opinion. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, you're a magnificent speaker, and I look forward to uh, working with you soon. You know, as we're starting to run out of time today on this episode, I just have one final question for Dollar Bill. If you can really, really, really make me sweat as a podcaster to see if I'm really worth my salt, and you can only ask me one question. What question would you like to ask me, Aaron Richmond, on Aaron's opinion? All right. Uh, the question I'd like to ask you right now is, who is God? Can you explain that to me without using any form of faith, material, or manuscripts and uh, reference? Send button. You know, people have asked me amazing questions, and that's one of them. So who's God? I can certainly tell you, God is the creator of our universe. God is the creator of the planets that make up our galaxy, our solar system. God is the creator of everything in our lives. Most of all, that question is meaningful to me, because as you were just saying a few moments ago, you know, uh, as you were saying, a lot of the reason why you're here um, on this podcast and why I'm helping you at, you know, Zollyhood is because it's our responsibility to do so. It's our responsibility to stand up and help others who deserve help. And you, Dollar Bill, absolutely deserve help um, and support, you know, from us blind people so all over the world so if someone says you know who's god well i i would say that who knows but he's the it's the creator of of the universe that we live and most of all god is what makes up the collective consciousness of humanity past 
present, and future? Brilliant, brilliant question. I absolutely loved it. Um, and so, and that's, that's really, really good. Um, and if someone would like to get in touch with Dollar Bill, how would they go about doing so? Because, you know, people always say, Aaron, I want to get in touch with the guest. How do, how do I do it? So how would someone reach out to you, Dollar Bill? Send button. You've been listening to Bill Gave Me a Dollar right here on Life Improvement Radio or wherever you get a podcast or, of course, even on YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. And Dollar Bill, thank you for your patience um, dealing with the fact that we lost the connection. Uh, But still, we were able to record uh, using over Zoom and WhatsApp to create a perfectly wonderful episode for the listeners. I wanted to thank you for that. I also want to thank you um, for the opportunity to help you and and help One Vision Media. And I really look forward to the voice acting that I'm going to get to do for you. And I I really accept the challenge and I'm really up for it and I'm really looking forward to it. So I know that um, today when you're actually listening to this, it's the 23rd of December, but actually it's, uh, well, the end of August. Um, Come to think of it, uh, goodness uh, yeah, it is the it is the end of twenty uh, seventh. Um, yeah, the twenty seventh. Yeah, today is the twenty seventh of August, um, and I really well actually when I'm when I'm recording this track, it's the twenty seventh of August. Um, so I really I really really appreciate you coming in today. By the way, I think I forgot to say it in the in the intro, so I'll say it here in the outro that today's episode, my conversation with Dollar Bill took place on the 23rd of August, the 23rd of August at 2000 New York. All right. So there you go. Um, thank you to Dollar Bill. Thanks, One Vision Media. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Helium Radio Network, for syndicating Aaron's opinion. We certainly appreciate it. One two four zero six eight one nine eight six nine. Aaron's Opinion Six at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook, Twitter, comment below on the video, or even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. All right. Now we have an audience all the way in South Africa. We're so pleased and so happy to hear it. All right. Fine. So that's all I have to say today. Uh, really good recording. Dollar Bill, you're always welcome. And keep up your great work from all over the world. All right. Take care, everybody. Aaron Richmond. Uh, Aaron's opinion, as I like to say, help one person today, help a million people tomorrow. Aaron's opinion on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. <laughs>